Hey, this is Sherry Harmel. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to join the VIP waitlist for my new book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. Just like the show, this workbook and journal will help you overcome the challenges on your journey to finding your joie de vivre. Go to www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com to sign up now. Is goal setting in midlife different from the other stages and chapters in our lives? Yes, it is. And today we're going to talk about why and how to set those midlife goals so that you can accomplish all that you want to get done and enjoy life in the process. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel. So let's jump right into this whole concept and conversation about midlife goal setting. First, I want to say goal setting in midlife looks a lot like goal setting when you were in your late teens. It actually resembles that stage of your life more than any other point. Remember back to when you were graduating from high school, as an example. You might have been deciding what college to attend, what you were going to study, all the while wondering what your life was going to be like. You had no idea, right? You had few constraints. You maybe imagined what it was like to what it would be like to live in a different area of the country what it would be like to, say, study biology versus journalism. Mostly, though, you probably imagined what it would be like not to be living with your parents. Everything was possible in your mind as you filled out applications and made plans. Then adulthood happened. Your life was dictated by adult happenings. You were working up the career ladder. You were finding and then keeping a partner. You were raising a family. You were buying a house. You didn't have the time, nor the money, nor the flexibility to even ask yourself, what do I really want to do? Midlife goal setting is unique in that it takes you back to your young adult years. Your world is filled with possibilities again. And you're probably asking that same question, what will the next chapter of my life be like? Well, midlife allows you the opportunity to ask, what do you want? Because it's so different now. And what is so different is that you probably don't care as much what everyone thinks of your choices. You know, in midlife, you have the freedom to make decisions based on what feels right to you and no one else. I love this time of my life. Frankly, I'm shocked when I look back and I see how many of my prior decisions, prior options, you know, even choices were impacted by what others thought, you know, whether it was where I lived, who I married, if I took that job, if I quit that job, if I went back to school, what schools my kids went to, even how I parented, all those decisions were impacted, even if it was subconscious by what others thought or what they would think. And who are those others? Sometimes it's your partner. Sometimes it's your parents, could be siblings, friends, even neighbors, the world that was around you. Well, midlife is free from all of that. You have the choice 
to plan out your next chapter exactly how you want to live. Do you want to start a business? Do you want to live in a condo or have, you know, a single family home? How do you want to decorate? What colors do you want to use? You don't have to use that stain resistant fabric anymore. What places in the world do you want to visit? How do you want to spend your money? It's all up to you. You could move to another part of the country. I know of a couple who moved from Florida to Colorado once all their kids were in college. You could enroll in college again. I know of several women who have gone to med school after working in an entirely different career for a period of time. But it doesn't even have to be that dramatic. What if you want to study a language, say French? You could enroll in several Alliance Francais classes and then sign up for an immersion program in the south of France. You could take art classes to paint or sculpt like you've always dreamed of doing. It's up to you. Now, I wanted to get back into playing the piano. So, truly, I am determined to possibly purchase a small piano just for my enjoyment. Now, I will never be a good piano player, but... And this exemplifies the difference in this time of life uh, for us versus when we were younger. I don't care that I'll never be a very good piano player. I just love playing the piano. For me, it's better than meditation for sparking my joie de vie. So dive deep into all the things you wanted to try. And remember, you don't have to be good at them. You just have to enjoy them. Another difference, though, in midlife goal setting is that we're also free to try things out and move on if it turns out to be something we don't enjoy as much as we thought we would. You don't have that freedom in the earlier chapters of your life. You really don't. We all can look back and, you know, finances dictated so much of um, our decisions. But now you do. Think about what interests you. You know, and I want to share with you that, you know, oh gosh, it must have been, it was pre-COVID, so it must have been five, six years ago, I thought I wanted to become a gardener. I was moving back to Minnesota. It was a short period of time that I lived back in Minnesota, but I bought a house with a space for a garden. But, and here's a very important point, I never seemed to have time to garden. Now, that's a neon sign of a clue, right? If you can't find the time for what you think interests you, then you really aren't interested in learning about whatever it is, and you have to be willing to move on. Start small, and then you'll not convince yourself that you have to love it because you invested so much in it. I learned this the hard way. Start with an inexpensive investment. So if we go back to my piano story, If I was to go out and purchase a baby grand piano, and I think they are the most beautiful pianos in the world. I love a full piano. Even secondhand, it would be expensive, super expensive to say nothing about the all that room the piano is going to take up in my apartment. Now, I'm not sure how much I will actually play. So learning from my garden experience... Sherry, wouldn't it make more sense to buy a small keyboard rather than a big, inexpensive, large, expensive, I should say, large piano? Of course it would. 
And the other piece of this that's so important when you make that particular investment and the benefits of keeping it a small investment is that you can move on. Sometimes the idea of the dream is much bigger than the reality of our dreams. Gardening goes perfect example again. You know, it looked really good on paper. My, you know, I kept buying gardening books. I watched gardening renovation shows. Monty Don was like my new hero. But what I didn't do was actually get my hands dirty and garden. So whatever it is, start small, invest small, and give yourself permission when you try it out, when you actually get your hands dirty to say, this isn't for me and move on because something else will be right around the corner. This is also the time when you no longer have to spend your time with people you don't enjoy. One of your goals in midlife might be to find a couple of really good friends. You maybe have moved and you have to, you know, develop new connections. Sometimes, uh, you know, friends move away. Or life just goes in different directions and we have to make new friends. We have to create that new circle. If you honor your boundaries and live as authentically as possible, you will make those friends, I promise you. But sometimes those friends pop up in very unexpected places. My first real estate agent in Boston, oh gosh, probably 10 years ago, is now one of my closest friends. I've also deepened relationships with a few of my former sorority sisters who I lost touch with over the years, but I reconnected over a book club. We created a book club for those years I was in Minnesota, and now I actually fly back a few times a year in order to be a part of that book club. Now in Paris, I've made two very good friends who I miss, miss when I'm not there. I share this because what happens in midlife is different from what happens during the rest of your adult years. You'll make all sorts of friends from different parts of your life, but it feels perfect that way. When you were younger, you had work colleagues. You made the most of, um, yeah, I should say you made most of your friends probably through some of your kids' mutual activities. That's how you, you stood on the side of a soccer field or you were involved in Girl Scouts or whatever it might have been. Now you will have a wider circle of friends based on all the different interests you have, all the different places you live, the places you visit. So let yourself just imagine how interesting your dinner parties could be if you brought people in from all of your different friendship circles. Now, Charlie Munger who's one of the Berkshire Hathaway founders, recently passed away. And many of his old interviews can be listened to or watched on YouTube. A brilliant guy, obviously. And one of the things that he said, and he was talking about getting ahead in, in life, not just in business, but in life. But he said, when you're around a toxic person, get away from them as fast as you possibly can. I could not agree more. So at this stage of your life, you you don't have the constraints of work. You don't have the constraints of any kind of hierarchy. So run, don't walk when you come across those people. We put up with all sorts of nuts in our lifetimes. We've raised a multitude of red flags that we just put up with. 
Some of them were family members. Some were work colleagues, even bosses. Some of them, you know, are, are friends, are in our friendship circle. But midlife provides you the time and the space to say to yourself, I'm not going to be around people like that anymore, whether they're related to you or not. What you don't have to do at this point in your life is put up with any games. You don't have to play them and you don't have to be around anyone else who does. Now, another very important component to talk about about when we go into that place of midlife goal setting is your mindset. You can choose to look into the rearview mirror and mourn what you have lost or no longer have. Whether it's a house full of kids, a face without wrinkles, a marriage, a traditional family, whatever it is, you can look in that rearview mirror and be sad. Or you can steer your car towards your future because it's right in front of you. And you can then choose where do you want to go? How do you want to show up? And who is on that journey with you? Thank you for your time today. And I encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already. And do comment if anything in this conversation really, truly spoke to you. I love hearing from you. Take care, everyone. Aviento.